With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following has been rated R. This indicates that it contains material of an adult nature. What is like chit-chat, chat on the air. Just thinking out loud. Chat on the air. Just thinking out loud. Chat on the air. What is like chit-chat, chat on the air. Chat, chat on the air. Just thinking out loud. Chat, chat on the air. Chat, chat on the air. Let's go. We're back. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on jtolmedia.com and on Twitter at jtolmedia. Check us out on Facebook at Just Take It Out Loud Media and the Nerdy Black Chick Talk Radio Show pages. You are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud. You are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud, the podcast where the nerdy black chicks talk about news, politics, entertainment, pop culture, current events, and of course, general ratchetness. I am the She Be at She Be showing up on Twitter, and of course, I'm here with my co-host and my fam, Abuja Rising. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. Welcome back. And this is the first show of the year, right? Of yes. the new year, yeah, it is. Yes. Happy New Year, everyone! Yes. Happy New Year, everybody! Woo woo! Twenty sixteen in the house. How is your year going thus far? Have you been going to the gym? Yes, I have. Have you? Are you caught up on your uh, your quest to read the Bible in a year? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other? What are the other uh, resolutions? Everybody goes to the gym. Everybody yeah. loses weight. I am sticking to that one. Why didn't make any New Year's resolutions? Did you make any? Just the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Just to do better than the year before. That's there the only go. resolution I ever had. Now, um, I guess the problem is that I do not actually set quantitative and qualitative goals, <laughs> objectives. <laughs> And so when I look back on the year, I'm like, did I do that? <laughs> did I? I really don't have anything to compare it to because I don't look back on the year before. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. So I got this pop filter. Yeah. Because I have a different mic. It's my karaoke mic. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you follow me on my regular Facebook page, I've posted a couple of videos of our drunken karaoke nights at home. <laughs> and our most recent was to celebrate my birthday, which was last week. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. yeah. it was my special day. And we had uh, for New Year's Eve, we had a 90s theme. And for my birthday, for some reason, I was just feeling the 80s. Mm-hmm. So I was singing some Pat Benatar and loved the hell out of it. Did some Cindy Lauper too. Mm-hmm. And let me see, that's what friends are for. 
sister shed a Barack tear <laughs> while I was singing We Are The World. I had all the parts. It was magic. It was total and complete magic. So anyway, I was saying, I have my um, karaoke mic hooked up to my daughter's plastic Fisher-Price mic stand. Why? Because this is the struggle cast. Yeah, there you go. New year, same struggles. <laughs> new year, new me, same struggle. Yep. Anyway, so, um, yeah. What have you been up to, Abujero, I think? Well, um, you know, this literally trying to diet and seriously diet um if you guys don't know i announced last year we talk about it a couple times i'm getting married in a few getting months married. yes i am getting married and so therefore uh the iraq i decided to really really buckle down and actually start january off and stick to a serious diet which is hard for me to do because i'm hungry all the time and that's a problem when you want to be a certain size for your wedding dress so i've been taking it seriously and i've been working out more and it's not hard for me to work out because i have a treadmill in the house i've got one of those um medicine balls i've got one of those big balls you can do the crunches on so i can do little stuff in the house i just actually have to stop being lazy and do it so i've picked up on my workouts and stuff and i'm seeing a little progress well i think you look wonderful you look fabulous thank you thank you i'm going to be even more fabulous sir come september oh september yeah it's september the third why i think it was july no girl no it's a good thing i'm not going then because i've been there like two months early (laughs) 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 where is everybody is there not oh damn it i'm going to somebody's damn wedding it is a destination wedding so that's why yeah will not be attending because her destination is outside of my price range (laughs) outside of my travel budget but I will be there in spirit. Can we hey. set, can you at least set up and can we do a live stream of your wedding? Oh my god, that would be awesome. Girl, ain't nobody got money for that. Do you know how much what using you your phone is across the country? You know how much roaming is? Or do you know how much the package is to use your cell phone to communicate I with the state? Don't say anything about using your cell phone. They can't you can't take your laptop. They don't have Wi Fi. They got Wi Fi, you gotta pay for Wi Fi. Stop being cheap, Bujato. <laughs> we want to participate in the greatest it. joy of your life. And we want to see this on the Skype. But look, I or the live stream. We'll just have to wait for pictures. Or the YouTube stream. Or the Facebook stream. You're going to have to wait eight days for me to upload all the pictures because I'm going to overload everybody. That's. Will that be in between the cat pictures? Yes, in between the cat pictures on my Instagram, <laughs> you will find <laughs> my wedding. You know, I send Manny pictures of cats in his inbox, and he gets so mad. Wait, like, he you send him pictures cats. of cats. Yeah. Why do you do that? Because I know he hates cats, and I love them. So that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I show my love. <laughs> like, I love you. Here's a, here's a cat that you hate. Yeah. 
uh, you know, trying to break him down. That maybe one day he's allergic. He doesn't hate cats. He's allergic, and that makes him dislike cats because he's so allergic. He's like highly allergic, which I didn't believe when I first met him. But having him come home sick from work a couple of times, now I actually believe him a little. They don't bit. have hypoallergenic cats like they have hypoallergenic dogs. They they have the skin the furless the furless kitties, and if you're willing to have the ugliest cat in the world, then <laughs> they are some ugly cat yeah my girlfriend has one and her name is sugar and god bless sugar sugar is the ugliest she does it all she gives her little jackets to wear and everything you can't fix sugar <laughs> can't jesus can't fix the beaver <laughs> jesus made her that way <laughs> and we don't like it we don't like it i'm sorry my bad Sorry, sugar. <laughs> sugar, you came out the way you came into this world. <laughs> I've got. I really got to do something else with this mic. I gotta uh-uh. Okay, maybe that's what I got to do. I got to hold on to it up here. Hold on to your mic. <laughs> you got to hold on. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how can you reach us on the social media? Of course, you can follow me on the Twitter at Shibi Shonuf. That's S H E B E S H O N U F F. I hop on every now and then, but I haven't done as much. I get on there to troll. I noticed that. I've taken up a hobby of trolling. I don't mean to do it, but well, no, I'm not trolling. Eh, maybe I am. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, you can also follow us on uh, Twitter at JTOL Media and our uh, water cooler on the Facebook, which is the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show page. And Bougetto Rising can be found where? Uh, you can always find me on Facebook or Bujetta Rising at Facebook. And you can also find me on Instagram. And if you follow me, I follow back. And I like your pics. Where do we start? With the crisis. The, cri- the water crisis of Flint. So I got put onto it by Rachel Maddow because, um, you know, I like to listen. She's got, uh, they actually do her... Um, the audio stream of her show on Stitcher. So again, I don't cable that much because I can find it somewhere else somehow, even if it's just audio, which is fine. And um, that damn it, Michigan is really going through. Yeah. Now, what was it? Last year we were talking about how a lot of people in Detroit were getting their uh, water cut off because. Mm-hmm. A lot of people couldn't afford the water bill. Yeah. And it got so bad that the freaking UN had to step in and be like, you know what, this is fucked up, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is the U the United States of the Americas. And y'all can't provide your people water? Water. Basic water. Yeah. Water. Really? So this has been going on since April of 2014, and I'm getting this timeline from um, Newser.com because uh, I really couldn't do all the work myself, and to be quite honest, I'm really not in the space to try to do it on my own because Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to those of you who cannot afford Ciroc because... (laughs) 
Amsterdam is just as good and just as clear. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> We're doing alcohol commercials now, people. <laughs> Non-paid endorsements over here. I'm just saying, like, don't spend your money on Ciroc. The shit is, Amsterdam is just as clear. Whatever. It's just as pretty. It's just as clear? What does that mean, actually? Ain't it's they all clear. fucking clear? Smirnoff is clear, too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are you paying for with Ciroc? Why? Why? Because it's Ciroc? Well, I what, mean, what, what are you really doing? We we support black owned, right? Oh, it's rock black owned. Yeah, Diddy's. That's Diddy's liquor. Well, if it was, well, he ain't supporting me by raising fucking price. If you want me to support you, you need to put it in a place where I can support you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so help me support you. Well, you know, you ain't gonna want fifties vodka then. Who's this? Oh, my face, <laughs> girl. Ask Meek about 50. Ask Meek. <laughs> We're going to talk about that later. Okay, we will. <laughs> so anyway, back to water. Because we just started talking about something that was so not water. <laughs> April 2014 is when it all started. Uh, so Flint, Michigan begins drawing this water from the Flint River instead of relying on water from Detroit. And... Um, it was considered temporary while the city waits to connect to a new regional water system. But at the time, the residents immediately start to be complain. They start to complain about the smell, the taste, mm. the appearance of the water. They also raise health concerns. Apparently, now see, I didn't know this. They were reporting rashes, hair loss. Wow. Hair loss from drinking water. What wow. the hell? So that's April 2014, summer of 2014. They issue three boil water advisories in 22 days after positive tests for uh, coliform bacteria. Now, I guess you kind of had to roll back a little bit. What happened was Governor Schneider, Governor Snyder, I'm about to say Schneider, uh-huh. Governor Snyder, uh, who's the, I guess, the Republican governor of Michigan, uh-huh. basically took over for Flint and said, you know what, y'all, uh, we're going to handle this shit from now on. I can't remember the board that he uh, put in place, but whatever. Basically, they took care of the whole water situation. They said, we're going to save us some water, some money, by getting this water from from the Flint River. Hmm. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to save us some money. To me, this is like the equivalent almost to like some sort of modern day type Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. Because they decided they were going to try this thing out to see if they could save some money. And at the time, I'm like, did y'all test the water? Did you consider whether or not this was even a safe source to get the water? Apparently not. Because come October 2014... General Motors engine plant stops using the Flint water. Why? Because they said it was rusting the parts. Wow. This is the same water that people are supposed to be drinking and bathing in. Bathing in, yeah. October, what is this? January 2016, right? Mm Mm-hmm. January 2015, Flint seeks an evaluation of its efforts to improve the water amid concerns that it contains potentially harmful levels of a disinfection byproduct. So Detroit offers to reconnect Flint to its water system. Flint insists its water is safe. Wow. 
So they had an opportunity months after this happened to get back onto their old water system. Be like, you know what? It tastes bad. People's hair is falling out. It's rusting the freaking parts, the metal parts at a factory. Um, you know, we're good. We're good. We don't, don't worry about them. They're fine. It's not even we're good. They're good. Because, yeah. you know, I got to wonder, the um, the people who instituted this, who said, okay, no, it's fine. Were they drinking this water? Clearly, they, they weren't drinking it because... You know. They don't even live in the area, you know? <laughs> of course not. Yeah. So, um, so that's January. Uh, January 28th, Flint residents snap up 200 cases of bottled water in 30 minutes in the giveaway program. Um, I don't know how much, how quickly water bottles go in your house because it's just the two of you but I got a family of five mm-hmm. bottles of water go quickly oh yeah and my which is the two of us we drink a lot of water so yeah we're going through water constantly now mind you these are the same people they, they can't just it's not even just for drinking because the water is brown it smells weird who the hell wants to bathe in it who wants to wash their hands in it who wants to wash their hair in it mm-hmm. so you know that water is going beyond just bathing why the hell are we having third world problems in the united states of america yeah it's a a real crisis people were calling criminal i've read several uh, articles and people were saying this is i mean in the timeline you just read like the fact that they knew when the problem happened that even the auto industry the car dealers said they couldn't use it on car parts like people knew this was a problem and continued to go about this and they're basically poisoned poor people in flint um i think the population of flint is it majority black i know it's a poor area uh and i think the population is a little bit over half black and you know they obviously a population of people that people don't give a damn about um they said something uh it was an article published that uh by i guess you said that's the governor snyder his office released uh paperwork stating that um Snyder's office announced that Flint's area saw a jump in Legionnaires disease. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember hearing that a long time ago where people, it was a disease, a severe form of pneumonia around the time the city switched its water source, a spike in illness that proved fatal for 10 people. Um, these are, people were dying behind this. And mm-hmm. they knew there was a problem, what, a year, two years ago? Yeah. We're working on, yeah, we're coming up on two years. And you figure right now, like, I've only read up until months after it first started happening. Right. right. As far as this timeline that I'm getting from Newser. Um, September 2015. Well, okay, so for March uh, 19th, Flint promises to spend $2.24 million on immediate improvements to its water supply. Now, <laughs> did they actually do it? Apparently not. Uh. Uh, March 27th, Flint officials say the quality of its water has improved and the testing finds the water meets all state and federal standards for safety. So they knew that this water was dangerous, but they insisted it was just fine. Even though it was still brown, it still smelled weird, and people were still reacting to it. Ah, it's just fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Just pretend it's Kool-Aid. It's fine. You'll be okay. Hmm. 
September 24, 2015, a group of doctors led by Dr. Mona Hannah Atisha of Hurley Medical Center urges Flint to stop using the Flint River for water after finding high levels of lead in the blood of children. State regulators insist the water is safe. So this doctor um, took it upon herself to do the testing of children in the area. So this wasn't because it was something that was initiated by the state to check on the safety of the water being used by the residents of Flint. This is a doctor in the area who took it upon herself. And they did everything to discredit her and to say, you know what, forget whatever it is that she's saying, the water is just fine. Why? Because they're working on the experiment. They're trying to see how much money they can save by using the water from Flint as opposed to using the Detroit system water. Go ahead, keep using it. September 29th, Governor Rick Snyder pledges to take action in response to the lead levels. So at some point he finally finally realizes, well, you know what, maybe she's on to something. First acknowledgement by the state that lead is a problem. September 29th, this started April of 2014. September 29th of 2015 is when the state finally acknowledges that eh, maybe there's a problem. October 2nd, Snyder announces that the state will spend $1 million to buy water filters and test water in Flint public schools. Um, what happened to the $2.4 million just months before? So now they're going to spend a million dollars on water filters? How about switching the shit back? Right. But you know what? Even when you switch the shit back, by this time it's already corroded the pipes. So if you're not taking care of the infrastructure, if you're not taking care of the pipes that was using this water in the first place, even when you switch back, you're still going to have issues. That's not going to be fixed. October 15th, the Michigan legislature and Snyder approved nearly $9.4 million in aid to Flint. Where is that $9.4 million? What happened? I would love to see a rundown of what happened with that. Including yep. $6 million to help switch its drinking water back to Detroit. Which they did do, but like I said, you have the same pipes that have already been contaminated. Legislation also includes money for water filters. Inspectors, thank you so much for some damn Brita filters. Mm. Brita filters, probably not even Brita, probably some knockoff Brita. <laughs> Brita filters. Inspections in Lancaster. November 3rd, 2015, voters elect newcomer Karen Weaver over incumbent Mayor D- uh, Dane Walling and fall out over the drinking water. And she actually was on the Rachel Maddow show uh, talking about what was going on with the Flint water. So I would love to know what's going on with the former Mayor Dane. I haven't heard his name at all in, all, in any of this. December 29th. Snyder accepts the resignation of Department of Environmental Quality Director Dan Bryant and apologizes for what occurred in Flint. So, I'm sorry. We knew everything that was going on. We used you as lab rats. We used you to test this so we can see if we can save money. I'm sorry. What the hell does that fix? We accepted the resignation of the Department of Environmental Quality, but... You're still in office. You're yep. still not doing anything. 
What is that supposed to mean? January 5th, Snyder declares a state of emergency. Now, how is it that, what was it back at, uh, now let me scroll back up to this timeline when they acknowledged. Uh, September 29th is when they acknowledged there's a problem. January 5th of 2016 is when he finally declares a state of emergency in Flint. The same day federal officials confirmed that they are investigating. Coincidence? I think not. So once this thing finally goes national, it took a year and a half for this thing to go national because I never heard anything about this until the Rachel Maddow show. Right. So once it starts gaining traction, and apparently some of the, the local newspapers and local, local publications, they're the ones who've been digging into this. Mm-hmm. Were it not for them, you know, even Rachel wouldn't have known about it to put it out there. Mm-hmm. So he would have just been operating fine, like, Simon and like, whatever. They got, they got water. What they mad for? January 12th. Snyder activates the Michigan National Guard to help distribute bottled water. Well, thanks a freaking lot. You're finally, damn near two years later, distributing bottled water. How about gallons of water? Right. How about you start all that money you said that you were going to use 9.24 million to aid Flint? Uh, what was it? Two million. Even before that, where's all this? A uh, damn near thirteen million dollars. What happened to all that money? Did that ever get used? Huh. And now you're just distributing bottled water because up until that point they were uh, depending on local churches and nonprofit organizations to distribute water to 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 the residents, and they were running out. January 13th, Michigan health officials report an increase in Legionnaire's disease, which is what you just said, um, during periods over the past two years in the county. So these these are things that they knew about. But, you know, they got to save that money. January 14th, Snyder asked the Obama administration for major disaster declaration and more federal aid. And today I saw on the Internet that... um, federal aid is being sent. Yeah. Damn near two years later. Scary. This is America. (laughs) America in 2016 that we have a problem with water. Water. In a major American city. And how about they are threatening to cut off water for residents who owe money in that area for this poisonous ass water that they've been distributing um, for the last two years. It, uh, it, You're charging for this? They were people were saying uh, Jesse Jackson came forward, uh, Michael Moore uh, came forward. I, I think Michael Moore might be from uh, that area. I'm not really sure, but they're calling for criminal charges. Um, you said that the federal government is now looking into it. This is a crime. Um, you know that they, they knew of the problem right away. They didn't do anything about it. This is it's purposeful poisoning. Um, they're saying now that the uh, they said the population um, has at least nine nine thousand children that are assumed to have lead poisoning at this time. Kids, you know that take showers, that 
pots you know drink water but bathe wash out pots and pans all this stuff they've been affected by this and what now you know you've had people die from this you've got old diseases coming back what now somebody's got to go to jail because this is a mass poisoning the government officials were well aware of and refused to do anything about because the population of Flint are a majority of poor people, low-income people. Mm-hmm. They said the the average popu- um the average income in Flint um is between twenty-four and forty-eight thousand a year for a family. The average. So uh, they said that seventeen percent are below the poverty line in Flint. So this is a a reminder to um, white folks who uh, <laughs> who don't realize that their income actually does affect how they are treated in America. Your money won't save your white ass. Now, not to say that there isn't white privilege even for white poor, but if you're white poor living among a whole bunch of poor black people, you're going to go down with us. Uh- you know what that? They said the uh, the population in Flint is 37% Caucasian, 56% um, African American. I'm sorry, they said that 42% of the people in Flint live below the poverty line level. Oh yeah, you you poor, you going down. There's really nothing you can ain't like you can help them out with their campaign. You ain't donating anything. Mm-hmm. You're broke. So this has been going on for damn near two years. Come April of 2016, it will be two years. And we're just now seeing action. Matter of fact, even though um, a lot of natural national attention has been given to the situation going on in Flint, Governor Snyder was still dragging his feet. Wow. He was still trying to figure out, well, you know, we need to evaluate this a little further to see if we need to seek uh, help from our federal government. No, we're fine. We got this. He's accepted resignations, but has not considered resigning himself. Uh, People are calling for his arrest, and I think so. I I agree with that completely. Yeah. Anytime that uh, you know what is going on and you insist on continuing on with the same, um, with with the same bullshit, basically. And you're not doing anything. And this does, this has um, physical ramifications on the citizens of Flint. Like you said, people are bathing it. You have young children who are suffering from lead. You have people who are using water to feed their infant children. Yeah. I mean, you think about how often. Now, a lot of us use filtered water or bottled water. And, you know, like you said, a family can go through bottled water quick. That's an expense that some of us can't afford to constantly be buying bottled water. So if you're not, you know, and that's just you live in an average community where you can possibly use the tap water. People do. You make your tea, you you know. Think of how often we use water. You know, you take for granted how often you wash your hands, you wash a bowl, you boil tea, you boil bottles or whatever. Like so often we use water every day for everything. And just imagine it's poison. It, it was poisonous for two years. I mean I, the, the ramifications of this we yet to really, really know. You know, and I, you know, like you said, I'd be, I'd be interested in knowing what happened with the money that was donated for this specific purpose that wasn't used. They didn't, they, they obviously that fund, the funds went elsewhere. They continued to use the water. They ignored the problem. Um, 
and you I'm looking at the water like you said it smells like I'm looking at pictures of people holding the water it's like you know what it looks like it looks like you know how when you uh you what is it called fried chicken and a deep fryer and then you want to throw the oil out that's what the shit looks like mm-hmm. like it's the same color of the fucking old oil like this stuff is contaminated and people have been living with that for two years mm-hmm. they, they, could you imagine i can't even imagine we take these things for granted yeah you know you go in like if you ever had like a thunderstorm and the power goes out like Mm -hmm. you you automatically go to flip on the switch to use the lights or whenever we have like water mains or whatever we just got something in the um we got phone calls here that said that between the hours 11 p.m and 7 a.m that they would be working on the uh water lines in our area and that we may experience low water pressure or whatever and this wouldn't be the first time it happened it's happened before like if something busted and you just automatically go to turn on the water to wash your hands or to get yourself something to drink or to cook with or whatever not even really thinking about it and i know that after they finish working on stuff like sometimes that water is brown and you gotta let it run for maybe like an hour or something before it starts to run clear i couldn't imagine this for two years yeah i was just thinking about that like we were growing up in baltimore we lived in um apartment complex in the city and they would cut our water off but pretty frequently but they would give you warning that they're going to cut the water off and when you turned it back on it was brown like you said for it will run brown for like an hour and that was an inconvenience you know what i mean i think that to my mom you know had we had to run the water and run the water in the zinc run it in the tub and you know obviously you're going to boil water that you're going to use but you have to let it run like you said imagine that for two years every day and then you find out on top of it, it's freaking poison. It's poison. rusting parts that go into cars. And they're telling people that it's okay. Just boil it. It's fine. Yeah. It, you it, can't it. boil brown out of water, damn it. Yeah. It's yeah. still brown. It, 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 this is it, it is really, really, really scary. And it's really disgusting. sad. They better, they better file charges against his entire administration for everything that they knew about this and continued on with it. Yeah, um, people, organizations are stepping up. I'm reading um, people are donating. I saw pictures of like some um, Q's uh, fraternities, black fraternities helping out in Flint. Um, there's a Muslim organization called Who is Hussein that donated 30,000 bottles of water to the Red Cross today. Um, Wait, hold up, hold up, back up. Weren't the Muslim, wasn't the Muslim community the same community that helped people out in Detroit who were having problems with their bills? Before, mm-hmm. I mean, just in Detroit, not even with yeah. all this, with the poison water. Yeah. Yeah. There, and now that's another conversation yeah, those, 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 <laughs> those horrible muslim people <laughs> that keep helping everybody um, yeah. they've donated thirty thousand bottles of water today share um is pretty you know everybody knows who share is is outraged um she donated contributed a large amount of water today or i think yesterday um shared 181,000 bottles of water to flint and she said that she was so moved by what's going on in flint and i don't know if she's from that area or what but people were starting to see that what's going on and people are stepping up i think there are different pages where you can donate i need to look into that because i don't mind sending my little 20 dollar pennies to help when i can and if there is any place we'll post it on our page as soon as we find out but 
this is crazy. This is really crazy. Again, having third world problems in the U.S. Yeah. What's messed up about it, too, is the way that things are set up is that, you know, as much as I'm sure our president probably just wanted to dive in and be like, look, we got to do something. Um, he really couldn't. Like, the hands are tied. You just got to wait for the governor to ask for help. Yeah. You know, he really can't just get in and be like, Fuck, we're just going to take care of this. Um, just the way the things are set up. Finally, I guess the pressure was just on too much, especially with people calling for him not only to resign, but to be arrested, that he finally decided that he needed to declare a state of emergency in Flint and request assistance. Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, it's a damn shame that you've really got to put a fire to the heels like that in order for them to just do basic things just cute just basic human humane (laughs) yeah humane act be like we need help because these people need water as far as he's probably sitting there drinking dasani he's probably bathing in freaking uh what's the other the the fancy water fucking dasani no fiji water yeah he probably bathing in that shit right so he ain't really concerned about it, but now the people are like, you know, arrest his ass. Oh no no no! Don't arrest me. We gonna get some help. We gonna ask the president. It, it's a, it's like you said. It's so sad that you can see what is done to poor black people or poor people in our country in general. Experiments, all kinds of shit that would never happen. Let's say this was Montgomery County or Howard County in Maryland, an area that is mostly white, you know, or upper, you know, upper middle class areas. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to get but away with doing it. You won't. You wouldn't. And the stuff that you can get away with when it's poor black people or poor people in general. And it's a it's a it's a crime. I'm glad the way that it's the story is finally getting out. This is something we all need to be talking about um, and and find out what's going on with it until it's resolved. And until people, there's some kind of repercussion for poisoning all these people. Mm, damn shame. So, um, yeah, we just want to make sure that we touched on that because it is important. Like, like I said, like we take things as simple as water for granted. We shouldn't be having these problems in this country. Right. You know, right now you've got missionary work that's going out trying to bring clean water, <laughs> clean running water to third world countries on the other side of the planet. Right here. Mm. In the U.S., we have a city that is suffering. They have been suffering for the past two years. I couldn't imagine. Pisses me off Mm. just to think about it. So, again, we will um, make sure that we go to, just go to the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show page on Facebook. And um, we will be uploading links to any organization in the area that is trying to help the situation out from Flint. Because you got to do something. fucking water yeah need for this uh so what we're going to do we're going to take a break because man that was heavy we're going to come back on the other side because we got to talk about these oscars Mm -hmm. oscars so white again (laughs) again (laughs) and we will be back on the other side
plain with the stings in the game. What's your name? Consequence, I'm tight, burnt like flames. And why is that? American dream, they got this ghetto kid in the fiend. Don't stress that, cause it's not in your bloodstream. Your whole being comes from greatness, you remember. Chase Long got you caught in the storms of December. And brothers on the block, packing nines like September. Change the situation, kick it, all plenty. Yo, I be on the avenue, where they be acting brand new. I'm flooding on these Reebok joints for shorty boo. All of a sudden, I saw these two kids fronting. Talking out they joints, but they wasn't saying nothing. My hand was on my coolie, they was acting unruly. Say word. Yo, word up, yo, I was tight, caught up. But I swallow my pride and let that nonsense ride. Because the positive, it seems that negative die. Yeah, we was at the dice game, making these cats look silly. Slamming, steady running off at the willy. I had my cash, fixed my rent, loop with my play doh I got a T so loose through all my girls I blow. Took them shits in my palm, let them hit the flow. Kept my eyeballs soaked before them pigs popo. I got to go on the app, see my parole by four. But I got a steady freak, these boys like JoJo. And I was doing it till I met Ice Spike the mic. One road, they had my pocket searchier than Sprite. Yo, I know the feeling. When you feeling like you're feeling, you be having good thoughts. But the evils be revealing and the stresses of life can take you off the right path. Yeah. Jealousy and envy tends to infiltrate your staff. We got to hold it there so we can move on past all adversities so we can get through fast. I really right. know. Oh, man. 
And we are back to talk about the Oscars, which, I don't know, that just doesn't move me. I'm not a huge movie watcher anyway. Yeah. But, and and I haven't really watched the Oscars that much, except for, was it last year with the whole, you know, Selma? And, Selma, yeah. Yeah, we, I, I actually tried to watch the Oscars a little bit. Cause I thought, okay, well, you know what? It's a movie about black struggle. So they gotta win something. <laughs> if niggas are struggling, we'll get an Oscar. <laughs> yep. If you're abusive, a slave, or struggling, you can. Because yeah. just the year before that was 12 Years a Slave, right? That was the whole. And, and the year before that, was that the help? Was it before that? I don't know. It was one of those years that the, the help was getting a whole lot of. Did they win anything? I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> I don't pay attention to that. So, um, we got snubbed again. And I say we as if, like, I actually had a movie up there or something. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't. But people of color, not just black people, but people of color in general, just, you know, I was like, fuck you. So, on the one hand, of course. Many of us like, screw the Oscars, who cares, whatever, don't watch the shit anyway. But then I stopped to think about it, and I'm like, but this is, as far as the actors and the directors and, you know, as far as black people or people of color who are in this, this is their industry. And, you know what, if you go to work and you earn a paycheck and you do the best work that you possibly can to earn that pay- to paycheck, because let's face it, not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody can go out on their own right now. So in the meantime, they do the best that they can. And you want to be recognized for the fucking work that you do. Yeah. And the Oscars, the Academy, that is like the biggest thing. You know, the, of course, you, your, your BET Awards and your Image Awards and all that is great. Nobody's saying that we need um, affirmation and confirmation from white people to feel like we're doing something. But damn it, we're making them money. So yeah. why the hell shouldn't we be recognized for the work that we do? Not that I'm out there acting or directing, but, you know, I say we collectively as black people. You know, we're buying tickets. You know, the black dollar goes a lot. We spend a lot of money going to movies and all that. We're going to see these movies, but our people, we don't get to see a reflection of ourselves getting awards. It's annoying. So while there isn't the surprise that the Oscars are looking particular, I call them the bleachies. I say, you know what, until, <laughs> yeah, you keep these white awards. Until we start seeing a little bit of change, these are the bleachies as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, there's no surprise that the bleachies are looking particularly white. It's still messed up. Yeah. Um, people that they've got the hashtag this year, Oscars so white. Was that the same one as last year? <laughs> yeah, they had. I mean, you know what? Might as well recycle it. Yeah, shit's still the same. So I, I and I didn't see any of the movies. You know, maybe it's because of people like me who just don't watch movies. But I don't. I mean, I don't watch white movies either. I just don't watch movies. Last night, you know what? Me and Jay watched last night. What? We watched The Gambler, which came out in 
And I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait a second, that's a black dude in this movie, and he's like a lead role in there. How? <laughs> I was I'm surprised I didn't fall asleep on it. I wasn't incredibly impressed by it, but I mean, maybe it's because of people like me who just really don't watch movies. But no, but it's not even that because that's not how it works. It doesn't even go with like who's the most popular. It goes with because the Oscars they have like a voting, they have a group of people who vote for the award, and I guess they're industry people or whomever, and they pick who they're going to select. You know, so a movie like Straight Outta Compton that was the number one movie in the country for a couple weeks in a row that grossed millions overseas wasn't nominated for anything but the uh, the screenplay or something like that. But they didn't watch Straight Outta Compton. Um, the people who vote like for the Oscars, the people in that group who actually do the voting are predominantly, I think I read somewhere that's like 95% white males over like in their 70s. So it's a problem with the how the Oscars work. If you have old white men that are making the choices, they're not going to go see a straight out of Compton ever. You know what I mean? Or even if they do, they won't understand or get what everyone else was all excited about. They won't care. They won't see the acting done by O'Shea Jackson Jr. or the guy who um, played Easy E. They won't see that the greatness in him they won't even understand the character um they were saying um i read here that also like no women no no female directors screenwriters or cinematographers no actors of color were nominated so it's not just black people but women as well people just we just minorities get snubbed by the oscars and it's a, a huge lack of diversity within the whole way they operate even though i think they have like the head of the voting committee is a black woman which is odd. I think that's how Chris Rock got his job, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> but other than that, like the people doing all the voting aren't aren't minorities. So right now, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is what she's considering the idea of boycotting the Oscars, which is funny to me because I boycotted them a long time ago. Yeah. Nothing I ever watched, nothing I've ever been interested in has been nominated, let alone won anyway. So, you know, I, I kind of, when I saw that she was leading the charge on this, I'm like, really? So where were you last year when we had this problem? Is it because your husband, you feel like your husband should have been up for something, at least a nomination and got nothing. And so now you want to talk about a boycott. Where were you last year when we had the same exact problem? Well, hey, your boo being looked over is as good as reason of anything to get involved in politics. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy Jada spoke up and she she said she's going to boycott or talk about boycott and then they need to be diverse. But they need to. But, you know, like you said, I have stopped watching the Oscars for like years. I haven't watched them because all these award shows, the People's Choice, all that shit, MTV, they're not really geared towards us. I do always watch the BET Awards, the NAACP Image Awards, stuff like that, because you get to see our actors and our people reflected. The music is better. You know, I, I actually enjoy watching the show. So you're right. Even though we should be boycotting, at some point, though, we should also require them to be more diverse, because in the acting community, in the film community, these people are doing their best, and they should be recognized. So... I don't know how to fix that. Like you boycott it and then you also demand change from within, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would love for them to, um, 
I would love for our people to come together and have like a counter event. Like the same night that you have the Oscar red carpet and the same night that you have the Oscars, you have a totally different event. Much better because yeah. you know our events are so much better. Uh, oh God, yeah. I mean, when you look at something like the Black Girls Rock event, which isn't even anything like the Academy Awards or like the BET Awards, like it's something totally different. And how popular that is, and how much I look yeah. forward to it. How many, how much, so many of us look forward to it. Like if you had something to that degree, countering the same night, even if it's streaming yeah. online, like take all of the attention away from the Oscars and go there. Black folks don't even like black celebrities don't even show up at the Oscars. Don't sit in the chairs. Don't come to do any of the. Um, where you come up and you announce who's going to win don't do any presentations don't show up at all yeah and that's what we need we because we the little people we may boycott but we also need celebrities we need you guys to do the same thing if you're upset show us you're upset don't go up there just like with the grammys you know how kanye west had the huge speech and runs up there and shows his ass every time somebody he don't like don't win and they need to recognize us blah 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 stop going Stop mm-hmm. giving your talent to the Grammy. Stop sitting in the front row with your, your wife and being a spectacle for everyone to, ooh, Kanye, what's he going to do? If you're not fucking with it, same thing with the black celebrities. If you know you're not even nominated, please, I don't want to see no black people sitting in that damn audience. I don't want to see black people walking out there and their war goes to so you can use me for the look at the token black could start in that movie we think is funny, but we won't award them for their talent. We just want them to hear as props. Let's stop being used across the board everywhere. You you know, let's all boycott. Let's not participate. Even to uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Who's hosting it? And go to the way BET Awards. Either he's got to come with some real heavy jokes or, yeah, Chris, come on. Yeah, like, I'm really interested to see, like, is he going to make folks really uncomfortable sitting there with whatever jokes he's going to tell? Or is he just going to make his awards a couple little jokes or whatever? Like, if you think it's the white BET Awards, why are you there? Right. I mean, you're still going to collect your check, though. That's what it's about. He said, I'm going to get my damn check. (laughs) He said, I haven't been in nothing in a minute, and top five was all right, but... You know, he hasn't been doing much. So he said, I'll take the check, you know, and that that's cool with me, I guess, if you're going to go and you make jokes and then you're going to promote our stuff. I want to see you at the BET Awards. I want to see. Well, didn't he host the BET Awards last year? Was that or was that? What did he host last year? I don't don't remember what I had for breakfast. (laughs) My bad. You you get what I'm saying. Like, go ahead, get that check. I'm not mad at him for getting the check, but I really do hope he makes motherfuckers uncomfortable. Yeah. So, like, at this point, like, it's fucked up. We understand. And, again, on the one hand, we're not looking for validation. But at the same time, if our people is lending to the greatness of this industry that we call movies and entertainment then that needs to be recognized yeah period don't matter if if it's you know if you're white and whatever it needs to be recognized we make a contribution to movies and theater so damn it time to stop paying some dues hey give credit where the credit is due uh, again, like I guess I could do better by actually watching movies, but I just don't. 
We watched that whole damn entire movie last night. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. It's been two years. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know. I don't think, trust me, I don't think they want to see it. <laughs> and the ending, I hate a movie with a stupid ass ending. I hate it. Like you sit there and watch the entire thing, and it would be decent up until the last five minutes. But then last five minutes, like, what the hell was this shit? Mm-mm-mm. You waste your time and you're mad. You can't get your life back. You know, then it, it, an entire if a if a movie is two hours and seventeen minutes long, and those two hours and fifteen minutes could be the most incredible two hours and fifteen minutes ever. Those last two minutes, if they're whack, it's gonna piss me off, and I wish I had never even watched the entire damn movie. Yeah. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter that I enjoyed most of the movie. Those last two minutes, you're like, why? Why do you have to end it like that? Yeah, yeah. It. I'm like, what? What is this? Freaking Forrest Gump running? What the hell? <laughs> damn you and damn this! So you gonna watch the Oscars? Uh, no. Are you gonna flip? Are you gonna flip back and forth? Be honest. Are you gonna flip back and forth? No, because I, I didn't. I didn't even flip last year. I don't flip on. I don't. I don't watch this stuff anymore. I'm tired of sitting there because I actually do get mad and I sit and I watch shows so they couldn't put a black person. In. I don't feel like doing it. It's, it's just 2016. Like my energy, I could use it in much better ways than being mad at shit I already know. So I refuse to. I've always been like, well, I'm not gonna do it. I stopped doing that with award shows, and I'm just gonna continue to do my own little personal boycott of stuff like that until until we are well represented it's no point in me watching the stuff yeah so like even with the what was it i didn't watch the golden globes because i don't have cable <laughs> usually i would at least like flip back and forth just to see what's going on but taraji p henson she won her award she's like you ain't gonna cut me off I've yes. waited 20 years for this. See, I see, and that's another thing. You don't have to flip anymore because if you watch Facebook, they're going to update. Someone's going to post a video. So I got to see her speech on Facebook. Yes. And I was happy for her. Home that girl, was awesome. girl. Within seconds of her doing her speech. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Social media. So screw you, Comcast. I mean, I know we weren't talking about that. <laughs> we got to bring up more Comcast again. <laughs> Xfinity, whatever the hell you call yourself. The same thing. Mm-hmm. New year, new me, new name, whatever. Same bullshit. <laughs> it's New Year, same me, same bullshit. We have to cut off for these movies. Because didn't Creed just come out and it's already up for an Oscar this year? When did Creed? I forget when Creed came out, but I think it was in the frame where you could have been, you could have, it could have been it denominated. I think it did meet the cutoff. Like last year, I mean last year, what was it, this, this last award? The Golden Globe? Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone forgot to thank Michael B. Jordan and the director. (laughs) Wait, what? I mean, I understand. Like, you're kind of old. So, you know, I kind of give you that. But at the same time, how do you forget to thank your main character and the director? So now I I do kind of side eye that. Like, I try to give him the whole, well, you know, he's kind of old. But at the same time, damn it. No, I could see if they were like supporting actors or something that you didn't happen to mention. But your main character, 
Yeah. I, I mean, he said he apologized. And, yeah, he apologized. But, it, and honestly, Creed was a really good movie. It was really good. I heard good. it was. It was really good, and you know, I saw it in the in the theater, and it was one of those movies. You know how you watch a movie and people clap at the end? That's how good it was. What you going to see last night? I saw you went to a movie last night. I went to see Ride Along too, and people go see it. It was really good. Ice Cube got some money and whatnot. The budget was off the hook. They had all these special effects. It was really, really good. It was funny. Well, you know, because some people get sick of Kevin Hart, but it was you know him and Ice Cube have a good mix. So it was good. It was really good. Right along too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm so out of touch. What do you I, mean? You didn't I see didn't, Right Along One? Well, no, I saw Right Along One. I didn't know there was a two. I don't have cables. I don't see commercials. Oh Jesus! They've only been promoting <laughs> the damn movie for like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't under a damn rock. You got an internet. Apparently, right? I am. Oh, okay. Really? Well, I was riding past and I saw that he had Alvin and the Chipmunks 4. And I'm like, they had a 3? <laughs> I'll see. I would. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? Support. Support our people. Yeah. <laughs> Support I hope, maybe, I hope maybe this year, this next coming year, 2017, will be the year of the the counter Oscars, the counter yeah. bleachies. Yeah, the counter bleachies, the brownies. I mean, because that shit is better anyway. It is, and that's why I'm like, fuck it. I don't even watch the Oscars because I'm like, they're movies. I mean, and I'm just, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not even into that. Like, so what? If you think this shit was funny, like I, I was watching the previews for some. Um, they've got some. Uh, they were. Uh, what the fuck is this? Basically, Channing Tatum. There's this. Uh, I forget her name Channing Tatum what's the guy George Clooney it's in this new comedy that's coming out and it just looks so damn white and not funny at all and I was like you know what if this is what y'all doing in y'all spare time I can't knock you I was watching straight out of Compton I loved every minute but I'm pretty sure a lot of you don't care to see it or whatever so I mean I give you that that's why they have the country music awards and they have the Latina people awards Telemundo awards or whatever the hell you call it you know we support our own shit if you're not gonna watch my shit fine I'm, I'm not gonna stop watching what i watch and i'm not gonna wait for you to award my people either you know that's what i'm on yeah well you know it made me think about a, um an article i think i saw on the grio last week a week before last some comedian in australia mm-hmm. i think it was australia i think it was an australian comedian maybe it's a british comedian i don't know they got the same kind of uh-huh. accent <laughs> but anyway he had basically said that the reason why Americans love Downton Abbey so much is because it's all white people. <laughs> I've never watched Downton Abbey. I've attempted to watch it, and every time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep on it. Wow. I love that. I was trying to watch it on demand, like just before um, my first kid would get off the bus. And when my youngest would take a nap, when she used to take naps, and I was like, well, let me go ahead and try it. Because at the time, it was all this buzz, down nappy, down nappy. I would fall asleep on it. Because yeah. it's one of those period programs. It right. takes place in, I don't know, old world England. But fuck it. I don't know. But, um, so he says this, and you should have seen the comments on the grill. Like, black folks who love the show acted like you would have sworn somebody told them that they weren't allowed to watch this show 
Oh my God! And I'm like, and I wasn't even offended because what they said. Well, you know, white folks only like uh, white folks in America like Downton Abbey because it's mostly white folks. And I'm like, okay, where's the joke in that? Because I hear nothing but truth. Right. That ain't nothing but the truth. Because (laughs) think about it, as popular as um, Friends was back in the '90s, took place in New York City. All white people until that one season when Aisha Tyler was in there. Hmm. That wow. was it. She finally jumped in there. That was the only time you saw a black a black person. Well, you know, I, I I never watched Friends because it looked cheesy. A lot of people love Friends, blah blah blah. But I always used to say, and I guess I was, you know, it came out a long time ago, so I was younger, and I would always be like, "How are you in New York City and you don't know no black people? Like, how is it like six or seven of y'all and y'all don't have like one black friend?" <laughs> Yeah, because white people are used to just seeing themselves on the television. So they don't think about the fact that there's no black people. Uh, another show that was on that was like extremely white that for some reason was incredibly popular. Damn, um, uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, and I watched, I love Seinfeld, but you're right. To, to me, no it was like one of the dumbest way. shows I've ever seen. It was about absolutely nothing. Like every once in a while you see something and I get a little chuckle out of it, but I never understood why it was so incredibly popular. I liked Seinfeld. I loved it, and I still do. I watch all the reruns, but you're right. The only black person on there was Jackie Child. <laughs> See? So, so what they say these days, like, this comedian got on there and said this, and black folks are like, I like that now. Nobody's saying you can't like it. There's a lot of white people shows that, that we, we like, all like, like. You know, just watch White is the standard. So we're used to saying white people on the show. So when they say that, well, you know, America likes Down Abbey because there ain't a lot of black people, don't think that you are defending the hell out of this show by saying, well, they had a black person on there. He was a jazz musician and he was in an interracial relationship for three episodes. That really doesn't change the point of what this comedian made. There was still a grain of truth to it. Yeah. (laughs) Just used to it. You know, it, it's funny, just as off topic, but kind of on topic about white privilege. Like, white people don't ever have to really worry about watching TV unless they accidentally flip the BET or TV One. But for the most part, they never have to worry about watching a major show and not seeing themselves represented. And, you know, I think about how we as black people have constantly tried to fight this battle, but you don't think of, like, Asian people in this country. I think there's, like, one show on the air where you have an Asian family on ABC, like, but they don't get to look at the TV and see themselves represented. Um, You've got the new show with, uh, what's her name, the Latino actress that's like a spoof comedy on NBC that just started but for the most part eh, where Spanish people they blend in but you don't really get a, a whole cast you may have one show here and there every few years the white people just take for granted because they're the majority they don't care like they're the privilege and so this weekend when we went out me and Manny went out um last night we went to this club we go to in DC called the Chicha Lounge and the first time we went there it was a really nice time this is like maybe a year two years ago when hookahs were kind of the big thing and it's like a hookah lounge sushi spot upscale dc so you know we if we would have friends in town we would have been like yeah you guys come with us because this is a nice place for you know grown and sexy so anyway uh his one of his partners from work um good friend of ours uh, he's a white guy his girlfriend his fiance is a hispanic girl but he's like white white america anyway this summer we went to go hang out at the chicha lounge and we walked in and 
for some reason the night we went on there were no white people there usually you know in dc clubs that are it's chocolate city you have a handful of white people here and there mangling around well this night it was no no white people in the whole club and his friend just looked so awkward and uncomfortable like you know his like you could see his butt tighten as he walked in he's like oh shit so you know we're friends we want him to have a good time so we ended up leaving because we were like yo this mad awkward for them they like look so out of place but we were talking about it last night because we were laughing we were like think about it how many times we've been the only black people in a group of white people hanging out like you know he has a lot of people in his squad that are majority white he's got like two other black guys in the squad but in a squad of six people the majority of them are white we go to their houses all the time we're the only black people there and we just kind of make it <laughs> you know we don't get uncomfortable and be like okay we're leaving now like but they're so not used to being the only person in the room and i guess that's kind of like with tv shows too like they flip on the tv there unless they accidentally flip on bet they're not gonna they're gonna see themselves everywhere Mm-hmm. And I wish it was like a, a reality flip where we could give that, like, reverse it for a couple of weeks. You know, that white privilege be gone and you're like the minority now and you don't see yourself and how you would feel. It, it does something to you. Can I tell you real quick that I had a white church moment last uh-huh. night? A white church moment? Girl, yes. Okay, so I grew up in the Catholic church, which was predominantly white. But mm-hmm. at least I could look around the building and see other black people or other minorities right Mm -hmm. other people of color so we decided we're like all right well there's this church locally that has a six o'clock saturday service which was a pretty good draw for us we're like six o'clock on a saturday like by the time they get out you can still enjoy your saturday night you ain't got Mm -hmm. to get up and do that whole sunday morning rush and all that so let's give it a try girl i walked up in there and i was like oh my god where are the black people oh there aren't any of us i'm looking around because what i had heard about the church prior to that was that it was a pretty good mix maybe sunday services was different saturday night must be trailer night because mm. it was all black people <laughs> and it was almost like a club because when we roll past you see these blue strobe lights oh, wow and like, yeah and they had like a kid check-in which was kind of like a coat check-in except when you check in your kids for the children's whatever they have during a regular service and i'm looking around and i'm like where are we (laughs) it it almost kind of felt like the whole um the whole skit with the black white supremacists on the dave Chappelle show where they were at the (laughs) rally Uh-huh. <laughs> he was the only one there. Like, I'm not saying that folks seem like they were KKK. They seem pretty nice. I mean, it's just uh, for me, like I was so uncomfortable, and I'm like, this is just not like. Even for the Catholic Church, it didn't even feel nearly as white as it did last night, which was supposed wow. to be non-denominational and pretty open. So when we uh, left the building, my husband, for anybody who hasn't been listening to the show, like, where have you been? But he's white. Usually when we get out of a church, we'll, even if it's a new church or one we went back to, we'll sit in the car and talk about how nice the service was before we kind of leave off. It was quiet while we were waiting, the car for, waiting for the car to warm up. And finally he said, well, it was nice, but it wasn't for us. <laughs> he was like, it was, it reminds us why he was like, it wasn't black people there at all. I'm like, I know. I know. You know what? <laughs> 
I mean, it's funny because he's like, you know what? He has a rule. He's like, it's got to be like a decent mix for him to feel comfortable from him growing up in the city and from him raising a black, you know, black family with having black children. It's like, nah, he's like, I think I'm going for us. Nope. Even though I'm sure he could probably blend in pretty well, but even he was uncomfortable like this, ain't it? Wow. Yeah, that was the brightest church moment I ever experienced. And I went to Catholic church all my life up until adulthood. So yeah, that was mm, God bless them. They 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 seemed like they were enjoying themselves. They had their hands up and they were they were feeling it. They were feeling it, but I was like ready to cuss people because there was somebody who was constantly tapping his feet. Ooh. 45 minutes of foot tapping. What? I turned around and looked at him when I finally figured out who was doing it. I, the lights came on, like, because it was a club almost. The lights came up, and I turned around and looked at him, and I was like, would you stop, please? And I didn't want to say nothing because, of course, I was the fly in the buttermilk. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask me to come, but I came because we wanted to try a different church. And I didn't want to say anything, but I know they was like, you know what? This is <laughs> Exactly why we don't invite y'all. See, not the Saturday service anyway. Yeah, not the Saturday. Now my cousin, she was raving about it. It It's really nice, but maybe Sunday's different. Saturday was trailer night. Oh Jesus Christ! I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I gotta have diversity. I got to. Well, I thought it was going to be diversity. I didn't know what Saturday yeah. night was. That's, see, they didn't tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't tell us. <laughs> they probably were looking around like, ain't nobody tell her. This is yeah, not Yeah, I'm walking up and they were like, um, are you lost? <laughs> you people come on Sunday and hoop and holler. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna go ahead we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back we're gonna hand out these millies and we're gonna thank some people we're gonna be done yeah yeah look at us all staying on pass okay okay all right and we'll be back on the other side Cause I knew I 
between my fairy tales, I think of me and Shelly She's my type of hype and I can't stand what brother tell me That I should quit chasing and look for something better But the smile that she shows makes me a go-getter I haven't gone as far as asking if I could get with her I just play love by ear and hope she gets the picture I'm shooting for her heart, got my finger on the trigger She can be my broad and I can be high All I can do is say her Back in since we used to kiss when we played truth the day Now she's more sophisticated, highly educated, not at all overrated I think I need a prayer to get in a book and it looks rather dry I guess a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye Although she's crazy stepping, I'll try and stop the stride Cause I won't have no more of this have to be fine Time for me to voice my opinion can be pretending she didn't have me Sprung like a chicken, chasing my tail like a doggy She was kind of like a star, thinking I was like a fan Damn, she looked good, now thought she had a man He was a Rudy suit, a Nick and Pooh She told me soon you little birdies on the father coop She was a flake like corn and I was born not to understand But let the past, I proved to be a better man I wish I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know that I love you so And if I was your man then I would be true The only lying I would do is in the bed with you Then I turned to Cinder, the one who loves you dearly P.S. love me tender But the latter came back three days later We turned to Cinder And we get to start with our very first international Millie. Woo! <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> we taking it overseas in the middle. Yes, yes, yes. This is an incredible honor. <laughs> Let me introduce to you to bring to you our first Millie Award, Miss Millie. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we'll have a track. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Millies, where we will hand out our first Millie Award of 2016. 
<laughs> no, seriously, our first Millie is going to <sighs> some Hungarian chick. This white lady who decided that she was going to Photoshop herself to look African to mm. raise awareness of secluded cultures. Mm. Oh, Lord Jesus. Why mm. these Millie's they million up after spending time in Africa? Because you know, mm-hmm. she's special for doing this. She went to Africa. Yeah. Hungarian journalists wanted to share the beauty of the continent, of the continent and its diverse people. While well, she could have done going about it in any number of ways, it's coming from uh, Clutch Magazine online. <laughs> she could have done this any number of ways. She decided that she was going to snap photographs of the actual people <laughs> and <laughs> take pictures of the actual African people. Nah. It's not about that. Mm. And Photoshop her face. Like she just stuck her eyes, her nose, and her mouth. And how much time did this take? What made you decide that in order to bring attention to actual Africans, to the existence of actual African people on the continent of Africa, you go Photoshop your own white face? Into their pictures. Girl, what better way? (laughs) What better way to draw attention to other people than to be about yourself and Photoshop your own image? Because it's always about Millie. It's a (laughs) Millie ass. This is the Millie of the Millie thing I think I've ever seen. To center yourself in order to bring attention to this real black people. These are remote Africans. You've never seen them before. You've never seen black people like this before. Let me show you what they look like by using my face. By using pictures of maker. Yeah, and that's some milly shit. <laughs> that is some milly shit. Don't worry about the real Just to, to clap yourself on the back. Look at me. I'm bringing attention to these poor, poor African people. They have no clothes like us. They have no cable. They have no internet. Let me show you how they're living by showing you what they look like if they were me. <laughs> if they were me. Maybe if they looked more white, you would be concerned about what their black asses is doing. <laughs> and then you look at it. I'm, I'm looking at the pictures when I first saw it. I'm like, the hell is wrong with You know, like, I didn't want to be like, damn, but, you know, mm-hmm. but damn, what's wrong with you? And then that's when I felt like, oh, that's not an African. That is a white woman who decided that she was going to go to Africa and show you how concerned she is about Africans. That she's going to bring awareness to them by making her picture front and center and showing you. I mean, you know, maybe blackness could be a little bit more palpable if they had white features. If only they look like white women with black skin. Would you care about these African people? Ma'am, you, I don't know what your name is, but what's her name? Baklaka? Baglaka? Baklaka? Whatever your name is. Your name is Millie. You are Millie today. Your name is Millie. 
international recipient of the JTOL Media Nerdy Black Chicks and Millie Award. Oh, look at all these black people. Oh, God bless these black people over in Africa. But let me show you what they'd look like if they were me. If they were me. If only they were me. Don't you, don't you like how I'm helping y'all by putting it, but show, showcasing myself? You're Always. not appreciative of what I've done for you people. I had to. They wouldn't even know about you people if it wasn't for me <laughs> photoshopping myself, myself in this picture. Like she actually had their pictures. Mm. Mm-hmm. Their pictures weren't good well, enough. Good enough. No. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, blog blog. What's her name? Worked with a graphic designer to darken her skin, change her hair texture, and don the traditional garb of seven different African ethnic groups to raise awareness of their secluded cultures. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's still all about her. Right. And what she's doing, because she's going out of her way to go. Ain't nobody invite your ass to Africa. Yeah, but it's like they, they said maybe they fine with being in their seclusion. They didn't need your damn milly ass coming over blowing their <laughs> shit up. They minding their damn business. So here you come with your shit. Like, damn it, we secluded for a reason, bitch. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, but you know, leave it to Millie. <laughs> leave it to Millie to think that she has to impose what she thinks is right on these people. And then at the same time that she calls herself helping them, focus only on herself. I became fully aware. Now, she's Hungarian, but of course she gets the Millie accent. <laughs> she gets the middle. I became fully aware of the issues regarding the number of endangered tribes and the speed at which they are fading away. So to bring attention to how they're fading away, you faded their asses out. <laughs> you faded their asses. <laughs> By photoshopping your faces. Mm. I'm looking at this one picture and I'm like, the, the woman in the original picture is beautiful. Mm. You look stupid. Right. <laughs> These stunning portraits show how beauty varies across the globe and prove that all of us are beautiful in a different way. They're celebrating stunning tribal beauties at the brink of extinction. Uh, well, why are they extinct, Millie? It's because you're photoshopping <laughs> their tribes. You're photoshopping their areas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh gosh, yeah, this is an international, international, international Millie, ma'am. You get the Millie. You're, though your intentions, and we know that Millie's always about their good intentions, mm-hmm. may have been in the right place, but you didn't need to Photoshop, show, Photoshop your ass into their black ass pictures. <laughs> black people are good at being black on their own. Now y'all being black for. <laughs> We can be black just fine without you being black for us in a picture. Lord have mercy. These yeah, the pictures are hilarious. They're horrible. They're, They're absolutely horrible. horrible. Absolutely horrible. It, it, like even when you know that she was like, because like I said, the one girl she is stunning by herself. She could be a model. Like a, she looks like a mon. So Iman. So here you have her fucking version of it. It's like. <laughs> She looks like uh, Zoolander with <laughs> makeup all over her face. So it's like, uh, come on, bitch. You could have just, come on, bitch. 
All you had to do, if you wanted to bring awareness, all you had to do was type your blog and upload their picture. But you felt like you could only make it interesting if you somehow were in the forefront. Black people in uh, black tribal people just aren't interesting enough or um, fascinating enough or fabulous enough on their own. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, Nelly, she earned it. She earned it <laughs> quickly. She was the first one. Yeah. So just when I thought, like, oh, wow. Okay, so we got our Nelly for the month. Ma'am. Can you please explain to me why black women are vying for this Nelly Award? I know. I couldn't believe it. Come black on. women, stop vying for the Nelly. Because... Uh, Elle magazine, which already is problematic, uh-huh. they had she had an article where she explained why she felt like what was her name, Linda Chavers, black woman, said that she had a problem with the hashtag Black Girl Magic. Which, if you follow Nerdy Black Chicks, oh, we use the hell out of that hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Damn it, we sparkle. Mm-hmm. So she said that she had a problem with black girl ma- magic because, as a black woman who suffers from MS, what the hell does it have to do with your MS? But anyway, it almost, uh, it almost kind of plays to the whole black women are supernatural and superhuman and don't suffer from the same pains that regular I like that other people suffer because you know we have we we're we're seen as having these magical powers and and I'm like this is not what this is this this is a celebration where did you miss that bus stop right she took it too far I'm like who to who literally who's literally taking it that way like you're taking it like on some magical unicorn shit and that's not at all what it implies what people were saying I never even heard anyone mention or say it like that this takes away from the vulnerability the realness of black women we are human and we suffer damn it don't we know we suffer all the time that's all we talk about is what we suffer about can we sparkle one time can but we? no but no this article was released January 13th issue. She said, Essence just released its February issue celebrating the Black Girl Magic class, class of 2016. I first noticed the popular term Black Girl Magic as a hashtag on Facebook and Twitter attached to posts by girlfriends celebrating themselves, their loved ones, their babies, their lives. I've seen it on t-shirts spread out on the tummies of little smiling black girls showing all of their teeth. These are statements and images of pride and blackness and girl created and celebrated by black women and girls and that's a positive thing why couldn't you see that if, if you saw all that why did you stop there no she goes on to say but something doesn't smell right maybe it's just me as someone who has lived with a chronic incurable illness ms for almost 10 years i know that illness and disability can make the person who has it feel like a failure no matter what doctors friends and family members say no matter what the scientific establishment says she can carry around a sense that she did something wrong she might 
think that if she just done something different and something better, something magical, then maybe things would not be as they are. Ma'am, what no. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you suddenly talking about? You struggle with, and if you acknowledge exactly what uh, black girl magic is, is a celebration of self, is a celebration of things that we can accomplish as black women in a world, in a society where we are constantly told that we're not good enough. If you acknowledge that, then why, why in a pit of your despair would you try to bring all of us down with you? Mm-hmm. I am so sorry that you are struggling with whatever it is. A lot of us are struggling with different things. It may not be MS. We are struggling with financial difficulties. There are women who wish, who wish that they weren't struggling to support their families. They were struggling with mental health disorders, struggling with eating disorders, can't lose weight, can't gain weight, don't look good, don't feel good, can't do anything, constantly being faced with things that we are constantly told that we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And the one solace that we have is this hashtag that says, you know what, we're going to celebrate ourselves. And now you decide that -hmm. this has to be about how bad you feel about your life. I am so incredibly sorry that you feel that. I have days where I feel like shit. May not be MS, but there are other reasons that I feel like, damn, this is a fucking horrible day. But I love being able to see black women being celebrated. Why seem to be what it is? Nobody is saying that we are literally magical. Nobody ever said that shit. Right. It's like when the when the white girls got mad at Black Girls Rock and they wanted to have White Girls Rock, you know what I mean? Like, and and you you of all people, sister, woman, girl, should have known this was just something to point out because we often marginalized and ignored for our achievements. Here we are celebrating each other, throwing some sparkle in each other, not in a physical sense, miseducated writer woman. Nobody's physically saying we are magic. No one's ever implied it's magic, but we are throwing a spotlight on ourselves we are celebrating we see the magic in each other it's a positive thing how you could have and she may feel very bad ms is a horrible disease i get you are sick but there are women with ms that are black and are still freaking magical still black girls rock still all these positive things and you could have used your platform to say despite the things i'm going through i still feel good i still can shout out my girls i can still be a productive black woman but instead like you said you got to bring us all down well sister that just earned you a damn milli (laughs) okay did it though like she said the the rest of our another paragraph of our article focusing on herself and her illness. I know a sister who suffers from lupus. Do you know what she does? She is a minister. And on top of that, she created a greeting card company called Sisterworth, where the entire point of her greeting cards is to highlight the beauty and the magic and the wonderfulness of sisters. Everything that she was going through, she was still found it important enough to be able to kind of pour into other women, other black women. I mean, the cards could be used for other women, but uh, primarily, you know, being a black woman herself, Mm -hmm. 
she was able to find a way to highlight and to celebrate black women so you're not the only woman who's had some sort of physical um physically debilitating disease or problem but just to turn your issue and into all of our issues that's some bullshit now we like you said there were white women who had a problem with black girls rock so as a black woman you're going to turn around and complain about black girl magic knowing the whole purpose of it yeah you know better because we you were having a bad day yeah it's like we can't win like if if somebody outside the community isn't trying to like tear us down then you got those damn I, I don't even want to describe her that far like the the fucking uh <laughs> the, the Samuel L Jackson and uh <laughs> and yes. Django you know like you've got him that's oh no y'all better not have too much pride on yourselves black girls y'all better not say you're magical Mm-mm, that ain't right oh, come on can we have some moments where we are celebrating and having a good time without your dark cloud ass rolling over here saying some negative shit about your sisters like come on you took it too literal that's your problem and the funny thing is the Elle published it because they said well you know we ain't say it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know, we that is exactly why they you know what I mean and it's like it's typical and you know shame on you Millie shame on you black Millie mm. <laughs> Billy <laughs> you get a Billy <laughs> black Millie damn you know she says even further but there's something else that rubs me the wrong way about the phrase black girl magic something less personal when I see it I smile and feel warm inside because I will always find delight in the sight of happy black girls and women but then I pause and my smile gets a little stale <laughs> ma'am get over yourself this is you venting about your problems and trying to make it all what did they say misery loves company you yes, can keep your own damn company i will continue to use black girl magic on the nerdy black chicks talk radio show page we will continue to use it damn it we sparkle there you and go we- now <laughs> you the second black Millie. It hurts my heart to give this shit to a black woman. Yeah, it does. But when you do something ravenish and you earn one, by damn it, you got to get called out. So. You deserve it. You, speaking of raven, I'm not really raven because it's actually more about Whoopi. Mm, yeah. Last week that she said she wasn't African American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raven done rubbed off on her ass. Well, you know, I I listened to it, and in the context, one uh, one of the ladies on the panel was basically making a joke about Donald Trump, because you know how he's trying to ship everybody up out of here mm-hmm. that don't look like him. Yeah. And I think Whoopi was making the point that she's not African-American. The point was being made that she's not deportable, put it okay. that way. That she is American American. enough that she's still here. Yeah, I I don't think that Whoopi Goldberg would deny her African lineage. Mm -hmm. But it's just that if you're making a joke about kicking niggas out, hell no, we ain't going nowhere. Right. (laughs) 
You know, our ancestors helped build this country. And so we have every right to this place. Now, whether or not she, you know, really honestly believes that she doesn't consider herself African-American, I think that there are a lot of um, Black Americans who do not consider themselves African-American just because of that, um, the loss of that connection Mm -hmm. between ourselves and the continent of Africa. Not denying our lineage, but just to say, you know, I mean, there were actual African-Americans. Like, they just came over a month yeah. ago and are naturalized citizens. They just yeah. swore to be citizens to this country. And so, you know, their first, second, third generation African-Americans, as opposed to many of us who, you know, hey, this is, this is all we know. And this yeah. is what we ever know, and we don't have a particular country in Africa to even draw us in that connection to without having some sort of DNA testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can see that, and a lot of people do. A lot of people, the black people in this country, don't want to be called African American. They want to be called black, depending on the day. I go back and forth with black African American. So if she didn't mean it, denying her African roots which we all have that are in this country well for the i mean be hard hard pressed to find a black person you can't you literally can't trace but our roots come from africa so you know i if she's not saying she's denying that part for the same reason you know raven simone said she's all kinds of shit and i mean from every kind, raven you know? went as far to say is she was colorless yeah so that's okay that's not the same thing okay because when you see the article it just says she says she's not african-american either and i'm like oh come on damn it but okay that's past maybe what do what do you what do we consider ourselves now can we be ebony american i am ebony american ebony american black negro negroid african-american how many different colored don't forget colored now oh yeah well now everybody's if you're not white everybody's colored people of color people of color well, you know, colored it was people of color people of color remember we well i don't remember but colored restrooms and colored this and you know so we went from that 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 negro african-american afro-american depending on how you say it so you know we call each other we it's not what they call you it's what you feel comfortable being called and what you answer to and how you feel about yourself and i guess you can't make anybody just claim or take the name on i i consider myself african-american or black you know just the simplest way to identify myself but hey whatever i mean it's still black either way yeah it's still it's still black yeah i mean but then again you've got people who what do they call themselves the white people in africa africaners Mm-hmm. They got some damn nerves. Call yourself what you are, fucking European. Um, European African? Euro African? No. Yeah. Euro African. <laughs> Call yourself a fucking colonist. That's what you are. Descendant Ooh. of a colonist. Yeah. White, white countries are for everyone. Because, you know, white genocide is real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's sad. No, it, it, it's really pretty bad when you look at it. I, um, I was I was watching, um, you know, white people, they, they come do, do, through and shut shit down. Um, I was watching, after, and, and, I can't talk, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, and he was doing Jamaica, and he was talking about how 
obviously rich developers from different countries, you know, European and American, are buying up the beach property in Jamaica. So much so that there are very few public beaches anymore. So if you're born in Jamaica, you are a natural person that lives in Jamaica, grew up there. There Now the property was yours is brought out from under you. You can't even use the fucking beach in your own hometown or your homeland. It's ridiculous. And it's like, you know, it makes me mad. I shake my head whenever Anthony Bourdain goes to some foreign place because you just see how much, especially it's a minority now and then. When he goes to Europe, it's all love. He's happy. But when you go to, you know, any kind of country that's not european and you see the influence of america buying up shit um they were in iran i think and they this was after all this stuff has been going on they were saying iran is starting to become you know like a democratic place and people freedoms being free well of course now you've got kfc's and mcdonald's popping up and i was like that's so funny that our american view of freedom for other people is buying their shit and making you kind of like subscribe to our way of life like here they are buying a property putting a fucking afc and that means that they've achieved something like it's just the more and more we spread our american value system the less the people who naturally live there have and it's it's scary but white people they feel like they own every damn thing can we take this real quick to this whole thing going on in oregon oh my god <laughs> that's actually funny. That's, that's a, yeah, it, it's, it's funny, but it's not because yeah. you know. First of all, it's funny when you see people who are like, "Well, the bunnies are fighting for their rights. They don't got. They don't have no. rights to shit in fucking Oregon. They're from Nevada. Right. They're opportunists. Mm-hmm. And for people who like to talk about how uh, entitled." poor people or particularly black people are they are the most entitled group yeah in this country anytime you feel like you can raise up from wherever you are and go to another state and pop your ass down on federal property and make the bands and then on top of a on top of all of that tell people that they need to help you survive mm-hmm. because you didn't have the foresight to pack a damn Oh, a nerdy bag. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've been watching follow on our nerdy black chick page, I have been cracking up because people hate them. They've been called uh, vanilla ISIS. Um, what's the other one? Uh, y'all Kada. <laughs> and it, it's just ridiculous their demands, their everything that they're doing. So people making fun of them, and people this has cracked me up because they didn't have the foresight to bring snacks. These fucking dumbass hicks. They took over the federal land of area, and now they hungry, so they put a cry out for help for food and people started sending them bags of fucking candy dildos and i mean candy dicks <laughs> they sent them regular size gigantic dildos all times of shit uh i think over the weekend somebody sent them a 50 a, a comedian sent them a 15 pound tub of 15 pound tub of lube like moisture <laughs> like for adult lubrication <laughs> and people were having fun sending it but like you said it's not funny because when it first happened it happened over the weekend and everybody was like yo they would be dead if they were any other race of people let some muslim americans being american mm-hmm. 
say you know this ain't right how trump just said whatever he said we're gonna go to another state and take over federal land they'd be fucking dead let a group of black people let's say the new black panther party say well we're sick of our kids getting shot down the street we're gonna go take over federal property you know how fast they've been shot up mm-hmm. and now how long has this thing gone on going on what three weeks now yeah Almost a month they decided wow. they were going to take over now the bundys just two years ago they had their own federal standoff like uh the father cliven bundy had a standoff against the federal government because they owed a million dollars in fees for allowing their cattle to graze on federal land you're you're renting you're leasing that property you have to pay everybody has to pay when you lease a property you pay yeah and so they decided that you know what we we're obligated to have this land this is our right this is we should be able to do with this land whatever we want to why because we're white and we're ranchers and we get to do what we want to with it it's like but native americans did not disappear they they're still here yeah they may not be here in the numbers that they used to be but they're still here yeah and then they had like a, a uh the native americans in that area came out and had a public state statement about hell this land was ours first anyway and the nerve of these fucking this group of white people to come over and now they feel like they're entitled to exactly. get that in there like the nerve of these motherfuckers like really have some nerve and on top of it like the uh the was it some sort of conservation area or whatever this it was unoccupied when they took it over. They they had enough sense not to take over a, a property that actually had people employed there at the time. They go in there, and this is a, a piece of property that the natives in that area, the indigenous people in that area, I can't think of the name of the tribe, uh, forgive me. But this is a, a place that they use for their own religious ceremonies and other meetings and rituals. So y'all just came up from Nevada and plopped your happy white asses there because you feel entitled to that land. Now, I call them opportunistic because they came up there in response, I guess, to the arrest of two ranchers there. I can't even think of their names. Hammond, I think is the last name. Yeah, that's their last name. But they had been burning property because, uh, well, they were burning land because of some sort of pest whatever something was screwing up their stuff they felt like in order to preserve their uh, property or preserve their ranch they had to burn this property but here's the thing you are leasing this this is federal property which means it is owned by the people the people it's not like they were housing their own private jet hangers there for congressmen this is for multiple reasons this is for ranching this is for conservation whatever um so this is federal property you stop burning shit up guess what there are rules against that and there's a uh, a mandatory minimum of five years for arson they pled guilty so they went to jail they had to go to jail you plead guilty for doing some shit you know you weren't supposed to do if you live in an apartment and you're leasing the property you can't just bust out the walls because you feel like that's what you got to do to make your home life better right you do that shit, you're going to get sued, you're going to get kicked out, you're going to get arrested for vandalizing, you're going to have all kinds of problems. Same thing when you are leasing property from the federal government, from the people. You don't get just burn shit up because you feel like that's what you got to do to preserve your own stuff. 
So they go to jail, and here the uh, the Bundys decide, you know what, we're going to go up there, and we're going to fight for their rights to be able to burn up shit, because as white folks, we should be able to do whatever the hell we want with this land, fuck conservation, fuck what the scientists in that area say, fuck ecology, we're just going to do what the hell we want to, because we feel like we have the right to do so, and we're going to use our guns to protect our lives. Why the hell haven't they smoked them out by now? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what they're going to how this is all going to play out because I saw several news uh, outlets they were they had experts on there and they were like well obviously these guys are well armed nobody wants to turn it into a bloodbath we want to if we can reason with them they're not affecting any other human beings there's no people around so it's just them out there so they're going to try to use diplomacy before they use anything else which I can't understand they want to law enforcement doesn't want to escalate it because you you know, it is a situation where you wouldn't want to just uh, have a bloodbath just because they're there. But I, everybody knows if this was any other group of any other race in this country, those same, I guess, patience wouldn't have been expressed the same. Let's take it slow. I think they would have ratcheted up the, you know, going back and forth and not let, allow this to go now three weeks into this whole standoff thing so i'm curious to see how they play it out because some of them and this is what outraged me some of the members were making statements and they were saying they would basically they wish the fucking police would come you know i'm I'm willing to die i'm never leaving here to me that's a threat to law enforcement now let a black person heavily armed say some shit like well i wish the police would come over here try to get me police will be there with fucking armored tankers ready for your ass because you made that threat it's a threat Mm -hmm. against law enforcement so that still hasn't moved um anything to happen and this is federal property fbi is dealing with it i guess there's different rules but i i'm really curious as to see how this is going to end yeah uh who was it the um the former police officer in california chris oh god i can't even think it starts with a d they were joking because they thought they said that he looked like ll cool j um Oh, anyway. Donner, Donner, yes, the yes. him, him. Remember, they, he was in the in the mountains. They cleared out the mountains. They evacuated the area because they needed to get him out of there. They smoked his ass out of there. Then they they forced him back into the shit. Like you either gonna die by getting shot up or you gonna die in that fire. But either way, your ass ain't gonna make it out alive. Well, you, he he had killed people though. That that there is a difference. He did kill. He killed a couple of people. So he will, he had proven that he was violent. So I can get uh, wanting. The guy over at uh, the, the shot up the Planned Parenthood and shot up people. He still made it out alive. Oh yeah, you know, and I never understood, but no, I do understand it. Like I say all the time, when it, the uh, the the person, the suspect looks like you, it's a lot harder for you to go all the way to the extreme measure of killing somebody because you know, like I said, if it, here it's this white guy, he just just like in the Aurora, the Colorado movie theater shooting, and he comes out and he's able to surrender. I can't even fathom that. Like you can hear on the radio you know how many bodies are in there and here this fucker comes i don't think i could have talked to him i just think i would have opened fire because i'm like he just killed all these people but they had these officers seeing this white guy were able to do okay he's surrendering to us let's take him into custody meanwhile you get laquan um i I don't know his last name the kid that was on tape in chicago walking away from the police with a knife and he shot immediately so we know it's a huge double standard and that's why i'm saying like I get it. This is federal land. This is the FBI. They they do do things differently. I'm curious. Will it be a Waco? If so, when? 
you know because how long are you going to talk to motherfuckers and and i'm curious to see what kind of time they're all going to get like how is this going to be resolved because you're not just going to walk away you got to be going to jail after this if you do surrender Mm-hmm. And I haven't really heard people talk about that. Like, w- what kind of time are they facing? What's going to be put in the place to when they do surrender, immediately lock that ass up in federal prison, which is not a walk in the park, and which you deserve if you survive? Well, a couple of them did get arrested. Okay, but that was because they used um, the uh, the federal owned trucks from their mm-hmm. conservation area to drive out to get snacks. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking idiots. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't with them. <laughs> because they used that truck, they got arrested for using the truck. Because oh. you know they were allowed to uh to leave the property whenever they needed to to get whatever they needed. Which oh, really? that was just amazing to me. I'm like, what? You're allowed to just come and go as you please. Yeah, because aren't more people they were encouraging people to show up and come over like Okay, so here's the thing, right? Um, Not as many people are in support of them as I guess they thought was going to be. The original number that I heard was something like 150 people, which dwindled down to, I heard, was like more like 15 or 20. Um, Again, they just hopped up there from Nevada, decided they were going to go up to Oregon in the winter, and now they're asking for warm socks and (laughs) blankets and snacks and they're like well, we're ready to die for what we believe in i'm like well y'all motherfuckers ain't even ready to be hungry for the shit otherwise if you're ready to die there's plenty of ways to die you can die by starving the hell to death stop asking for food if you're ready to die for the shit right yeah. so they begging for food they i'm i'm wondering quite honestly do y'all even have bullets mm. me and has shit else <laughs> you got your guns but where's your ammo did you bring your gun did you bring your bullets I, I bet you some of them don't have any fucking bullets in those guns <laughs> I guess I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that a, a large amount of that group a good handful don't have ammo <laughs> a good handful of them are ready to go home but then, they know they're facing jail time so now they just either gotta sit there and, and wait it out and freeze or hope the uh, Indians will bring them some maize and show them how to till the land so that well, they can survive look they ain't leaving that part of history over again Fuck you. No, exactly. I was gonna say, you know how that turned out last time. You should be nice to these motherfuckers and see what happened. You ain't got shit left. So, uh, well, let them starve is my 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 opinion on this. And when they are that when they feel like they can come out, then lock that ass up. And if they want to stand off, let's see the let's see what law enforcement does in this situation. Yeah, I wish they would smoke them out. To be honest, just smoke them out. I want to see like smoke out too. Me too. I mean, you ain't got to kill them. Just, I mean, because I would love for them to go to jail, go to federal prison, and then when they come out, they can't have their guns. Because <laughs> you're felons. <laughs> that would be awesome. The irony. Oh, oh exactly. Exactly. So we're going to uh, thank some folks when we come back. Uh, take a quick break because we're going to wrap this up because it's late and. Uh, yeah, Amsterdam got me ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back on the other side.
Okay, so we are back. And uh, what I said uh, last episode was that I wanted us to have a um, have a listener and donor appreciation episode, which just didn't turn out because it was just so much nonsense going on that I was like, okay, do we do this or do we focus on the news? Um, I still want to do it the right way, but right now I'm talking on a karaoke mic hooked up to my daughter's Fisher Price mic stand because we are still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so why should I do anything right if I can't do this right? right. But we want to thank some very special people who made it possible for me to even have a, a mic at all because we've got a uh, I've got a laptop and my other mic um, I still have it set up but I'm having some issues with my uh, what's the name of this thing? The mixer. But whatever. I, you know what? Screw it. Oh, damn it. My head ain't working right. Shit. Damn it. What am I talking about? <laughs> Thanking people? We're about to thank people. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're doing. Okay. Woo. Okay. Man, it's almost as bad as the last episode. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it, at least you got it together. You could try to take over damn uh, uh, autopilot you, here. You got a list going, right? Don't you? Just look at the list of people that we're going to thank, and let's go ahead. Okay. Right? So, um, as far as the donations to our um, GoFundMe campaign that we had back in October, um, shout out to family members, um, moms, and our auntie. Who I don't even know. Does she want us to say her name? Probably not. Definitely she probably not. wants she to remain anonymous. Auntie, awesome. An auntie, on. Uh, wait, anonymous auntie, awesome. That's who you are. Yeah. Who we has been her. our number one supporter and our number one fan since the very first episode Yay. of the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show? We before we became just thinking out loud. She has been our greatest supporter, our greatest fan who who donated, uh, even though she really didn't have to, but she did it. We love you. We love you, Oh yeah. <laughs> Moms, I love you, Mom, because you, you help a sister out in so many ways. Oh, thank you, Auntie. We love you. And, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I got the names. So, folks, I went to school with, uh, shout out, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. You must be crazy to shot. Man, you just don't know. <laughs> Brando, man, awesome. Big Al, who is also a podcaster, who who uh, launched his first podcast with his uh, with his homeboy, the uh, Two Dudes, the Misadventures of Two Dudes podcast. Big Al, so shout out to you. So now that I mentioned uh, another podcast, I got a shout out. We got a shout out the uh, members of the Black Podcaster community who really yeah. showed up to support us in our fundraising efforts. Um, Sherelle of the Americans United Again podcast or also the AUA Hope podcast. Uh, she and Ricky Hines, they, they helped us out here. Thank also, that yes, thank you to, um, and a couple of y'all decided you wanted to be um, anonymous. 
So I, I guess I really can't say your names, but Miss K, you know who you are. You hooked us up. Thank you so much. T Mill from In Tune with T Mill. Thank you so much, Mr. Teddy D of the Why Not Podcast. So I'm, I'm naming these podcasts not just to say thank you, but so that y'all can check them out. Because uh, the way I see it, this is community, not competition. Friendly competition, but not the kind where we like, don't listen to them motherfucking podcasts. Just listen to Just Think It Out Loud. No, you check these people out because um, black independent media, we're, we're the voices of our community. You know, we're not yeah. paid by advertisers. We're not paid by big business. Most of us are doing this out of our own pockets and with the support of you, the listeners. So we want to make sure that we shout out all of these podcasters who in turn supported us. Miss Sha Boogie of Why You Mad Son Radio, who's putting cases on all these bitches every Tuesday on Blog Talk Radio. Social Justice. That's what I'm talking about. DJ Fusion of Fusebox Radio. Um, Miss Deidre of the Details Podcast. Be Honest from No Nonsense or Resonance Network. Also, um, Molly and John from the Pennyman Doctrine. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? And, and we be beefing sometimes. <laughs> I know. So for y'all, she's like, love y'all. We, it don't matter, man. We still a community. We a family. We disagree. We agree, but we still show love. So that was what's up. Exactly, Mr. Gates from the Haterasi podcast. Now he trips me out because I, I told him, I said, you know what? You be trolling niggas. Like some of the stuff he posts on his page, I'm like, you know what? You really trying to get stuff fired up. The dude puts out a podcast like every six months or something like that, and folks be like salivating waiting for his show to finally he'd be like i'm gonna put a show out in february it's october when he announced the shit <laughs> and listeners be waiting for it why because he's always putting out something crazy like whether you agree with it or not i don't know i think it's the voice because he does voiceover work very nice to listen to Anyway, uh, also want to thank uh, Dino Red from Red Rock Network. The Chisnet sh- Dino Red Dino Chisnet Show. Do you tell that? Man, kicking in because I'm singing now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need from the In Deep Show. That's one of the first podcasts that I found once I got uh, got hit the Stitcher. I don't even know how I found Stitcher. But I got hit to them. So, Queenie, thank you so much. Uh, Gil Lowry from the Onyx Truth Podcast. Another one I be beeping with sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says some, some stuff, and I'm like, you know what? We can't be friends right now. <laughs> but despite that, see, the love is still there. Supporting yeah. the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show. Also, uh, Mr. Chris over at uh, the Forget That Yo podcast. Hey. Stone L. Terrible. And they got another podcast out called Off That Drink. But basically, Uh-oh. Negroes get together, get drunk, and drink. Drink, drink, <laughs> get drunk, and talk about shit. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's what we do here. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now, actually. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad at myself when I edit this. I'm going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did <laughs> <laughs> you really have to have that last sip? Damn it. It's been a rough weekend. Been a rough weekend. Um, and uh, also want to thank Miss Adia H. I'm not going to say her entire name because she is a fan of the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show page. Um, last week I said that I was going to tweet out a story, and I said if anybody says or if anybody hits me up and says that they want to hear the story, I will go ahead and tweet it. Quite honestly, I was hoping nobody would want to hear it. <laughs> but not only did she donate to our campaign, but she said, you know what? I want to hear it. So I guess I'm going to have to tweet it out. Just yeah. for her. So I will do that. Thank you so much. I will tweet that out as a thank you to you. And also, um, one of our biggest followers, now he posted his donation as private but he is very vocal on our page so I'm going to say Mr. Kevin W we love your support all the time uh, I think I hope that I included everyone in this uh, thank you um, when donations were made made to the point to send personal thank yous to you by email because uh, we do not take it lightly that you chose to not only support us but to support us with your dollars and I know it's taken us a while to get back on track it is not intentional we are not taking your money and running we really want to keep doing this podcast thing but damn it it's a struggle cast you yeah. should have known what you were signing up for when you signed up to donate and support the struggle cast yeah, we continue to struggle despite our best efforts. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this episode. I think we threw in a couple of bonus things I didn't even mean for us to talk about. Yeah, this is a bonus. But we haven't recorded in a while, so we always have some extra stuff that's going on that we got to cover because we just have to. We have to. There's so much going on. Uh, right now, I, I missed the Democratic debate. Ain't going to talk about it. Don't really care. I'm so over election season because oh my God. anyone that gets in there really isn't going to impress me. I do not believe that Donald Trump is going to be as 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 much as supposed to. Oh my God, we're really honestly looking at a Donald Trump presidency. It's like um, I really don't think. I think other countries will threaten to embargo us before we <laughs> to come into office. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think we will be banned. We will be banned before that man gets to uh, gets to the Oval Office. I want to say it's one thirty now, but happy birthday to the first lady of our country, Mrs. Michelle Obama, who's just been exuding nothing but fabulousness since she entered into the White House with her. Yes. Office. Mr. Barack Obama, thank you so much for being the inspiration that you have. 52 years old, god dang! And looking good, and looking good. She is beautiful and just stays setting fashion trends. Her State of the Union dress was all that. It was everything. Her hair. It was so simple. Like, it wasn't even Uh, like it was just 
it wasn't anything extravagant it was just so simple and i'm tripping because you know black women were going crazy to find this mustard yellow color got to have this y'all y'all didn't realize that melanin be popping in those dark orange and dark yellows and these these beautiful colors we always look good at it i guess you just had to see it in somebody as fabulous and as magical as the first lady to be reminded that damn it we look good in those colors yeah i mean she's a trendsetter you know when she's at these events these dinners uh she's always said when she's going to meet dignitaries uh, she is flawless all the time it has been a joy to watch her over the years to watch her style watch her fashion she's she's up the game for us you know she's uh, she's definitely up the game for first ladies because i mean since jackie O, there has not been anyone in the white house half as stylish as michelle i mean they, I, there's not one that you can name no. that has been anywhere yeah. near you know yeah, when, when, hillary, when hillary was in there she was wearing her mm. regular suits and the pants suits nothing fancy you know barbara she was in her you know school principal outfit every day so you know you didn't have much <laughs> to look at and then michelle comes in there and michelle will wear casual wear look flawless michelle brought back floral prints all kinds of stuff she really brought style and elegance and class back to the white house so happy birthday first lady i wore my pearls today girls with pearls with the hashtag for the first lady's birthday and i mean this is their last year in office and damn it if i i'm crying already thinking about it we gonna miss that we haven't seen stuff like that in the white house in so long and i don't think we'll ever see it again so happy birthday to the queen michelle oh yeah the queen the queen the queen and also tomorrow is uh, the reserved holiday to celebrate the birth of Dr. Martin Luther King, or as my three-year-old daughter calls him, Martin the King. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that. She was singing. She made up a Martin the King holiday song. Aww. She was like, uh, and Martin the King holiday <laughs> on Monday. That's so and after that is Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love that. That is it. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We celebrate him and all that he did for um, the country, but most importantly for black people. Um, so much. I, I'll, tomorrow I'll be posting pictures. You know what I love posting the most or seeing the most are pictures of him and the family. Yeah, the kids. And, you know, everybody likes to post pictures of him giving the I Have a Dream speech. Or you know standing somewhere waving to a crowd of people but my favorite pictures of him are where he's interacting with his children or the wedding pictures picture of him with his son and his father the three generations of kings like yeah that when you think of how much he actually did sacrifice for the to do the work to do um to fight for civil rights like he didn't just give up a life of like bachelorhood and he didn't have shit else to lose anyway he had an entire he had everything to lose and his family had everything, everything to lose yeah i'm about to shed a tear let me stop it Mm-mm-mm. so yeah uh happy birthday to him as well so thank you so much for listening and downloading and sharing the link. We already told you how you can reach us on social media. 
uh, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. I, oh, 515999 and JTL oh, is our voicemail if you want to leave a message. Of course, there could be like 500 voicemails there that I haven't checked because I don't expect people to call, I guess. Which <laughs> really is it good. Like, I should be out here with the expectation that our lines are being flooded with phone calls that, you know, giving us big ups and uh wanting to ask us questions and all that good stuff so i need to check that so uh yeah while i'm checking that go ahead and place those phone calls if you have a suggestion for a topic there's a topic that um miss andrea posted that i still want to i still want to address but oh gosh i can't because now I'm angry. It's gonna make me angry. We we're gonna talk about. It. We're gonna have. We're going to. We're gonna do it. We're gonna child support. So like, if you have, you know, I was gonna say, if you have an issue with child support, no, don't call us. Don't. Mm-hmm. We can't help you get it. That ten thousand dollars that you've been owed over the past five years, ten years, <laughs> we can't help you with that. <laughs> Anything, Michelle, that you want to add before we roll out? No, just thank you know. I'm glad we had a chance to shout everybody out and. You know, Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Yep. <laughs> you look <laughs> Don't fall asleep over there. <laughs> I think my eyes have been closed for like the last half hour of recording. <laughs> You're like propped up on that mic there. It's <laughs> a good thing people can't see us. Start there. leaning in. Okay. <laughs> Next thing you're going to hear is snoring across <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the time for us to say farewell, friends. <laughs> all lively and stuff. Why are you so damn lively? I'm actually very sleepy myself. Okay, so I'm, well, I'm, let's go ahead and close this out then. I'm fine. So thank you so much for listening to the show, and until next time, uh, we are out. Goodbye and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.